Hello, everyone. My name is Vince Aguirre. I'm the host of the Small Business Squad. Today, I have a special guest with me, Mark Ward, uh, CEO of Socian Technologies. Mark and I met a few weeks ago through a, a program we're both uh, participants in. I graduated uh, a few months back, and Mark's in it now, uh, called G-Beta. And uh, instantly, I knew Mark was someone I wanted to bring on the show and uh, share his background, what he's working on, some of his passions, projects, uh, and, and all these great things that I love about him. And I think everyone watching this will have a good time. So before, uh, without further ado, I'm going to welcome Mark onto the screen. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How about you? I'm good. I'm better now that I'm with you. Exactly. Dude, I, I feel the same way. It's like <laughs> uh, one thing is, is that I'm such a fan of what you do, as you know, from the moment we met. And I know that you're good for a nice, intelligent conversation on your show. So I appreciate you making an exception for me because it's not going to be indulgent. Listen, I know you're going to carry us today. So <laughs> without further ado, why don't you start carrying this conversation by telling us about your background? Sure. Um, for those who are uh, mildly interested, I grew up as a Star Trek nerd. Uh, in real life, uh, the original series, Star Trek nerd, uh, that kind of gave, I, I think what I liked about it was the fact that there was always someone in engineering who had to solve a problem. Uh, then I, I took it upon myself as seven-year-old me to become an engineer <laughs> and uh, I in, I reverse engineered my parents' VCR, which oh, almost got my rear end reverse engineered. <laughs> so as I as I took it apart, I my my mother yelled, "I'll kill you!" And I was like, "Okay." I put this thing back together. Yeah, taking it all the way apart, and I put it all the way back together. So that's when my dad realized, like, there might be something here. Uh, started helping him work on cars. Developed that aptitude, uh, went off to Roosevelt University right here in Chicago, studied political science because I wanted to uh, help out my community. Uh, then uh, I volunteered for a couple of political campaigns. It was like, huh, that's not the way to help. Not, not yeah. the way to help. Uh, used, yeah. take it, took advantage of our uh, bridge program, went to what was then known as John Marshall Law, which is now UIC Law. To yeah. study law because I'll help my community through the system of jurisprudence. And once I cleared for a judge, I was like, nope, 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 that's <laughs> not it either. New, 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 new. Kind of went back, back home. My my dad gently told me, well, you, you can't stay here. So you either, have to, <laughs> you either have to go to school, get a job, or go to the military. Neither one of those was appealing. So, no. I, Decided to go back to that mechanical aptitude. I applied for uh, applied to MIT. I was accepted into um, into a theoretical physics program with a focus on this brand new thing called machine learning. It was brand new; no one had ever heard about it. You know, like what? What is this? What's a neural network? Uh, unfortunately, though, I was unable to attend because uh, it's uh, kind of expensive. Kind of expensive, yeah. and I was kind of broke. Uh, but through perseverance, I stayed in touch with a lot of professors uh, who who kind of coached me through. I would I would get advantage of the syllabus and, and uh, uh, continue learning on my own. I took those skills in the private sector, started working for companies like U-Haul, Genesco, General Block, building out infrastructures, and that is 
pretty much how I got here. Just a lot of, yeah. a lot, a lot of pitfalls, but I'm here now. That's, that's incredible. I feel like I only knew like 5% of that coming in. I, um, <laughs> I have a U-Haul story that I can't say on live. Oh. I'll have to talk afterwards because I have beef with U-Haul. And if I would have known you were involved with U-Haul, I don't know if we'd be having this conversation right now. (laughs) It's big beef. It's big beef. It's not a resume builder. I'll tell you that. (laughs) You talk about about U-Haul. It's not a resume builder. They're like, really? You work for U-Haul? No, okay. I get get that Um, a lot. Yeah. You know, I find it interesting. There's two things you said about your background that um, I, I notice often. One is people who tinker as children and get in trouble always tend to be creators and do great things with that tinkering once they're adults. Um, But the other is people who um, look to politics or the public sector in general for making a change and then realize, you know, like I can I can just do this on my own. Like there's too much red tape here. I wonder the impact I can make without that. Um, so I'm curious to hear more about like other tinkering projects that got you in trouble and then kind of what made you shift your mindset from the oh. public sector into other things. Oh, too many tinkering. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, good old Bloom High School right, where I attended. <laughs> if there's yeah. any old faculty from there, they're like, this guy, he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Blew up a science lab. Um Oh no! <laughs> Accidentally, I, I did. I, yeah, I was like, "Huh? These two compounds, huh? Let's see." <laughs> <laughs> like they keep warning me about this. I, I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Boom! Like, uh, I wasn't even this dark before. I was, I was, actually, <laughs> I was actually far lighter <laughs> before that incident. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> Uh, I I would buy car back in those days. You could buy cars from the junkyard. You mm-hmm. didn't, you know, you could just buy an entire car. And uh, I rebuilt cars. I still do that. I still do that as a little side hobby. I have a 2010 Mustang that nice. I've, I've been rebuilding through in a Coyote motor. So even back then, I would I would rebuild cars, and I started realizing I I learned about compression, and I would learn about mm-hmm. all these different things. And then I kind of got into street racing a little bit. Okay. Yeah, right. Tinker with the cars, you know. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. I may or may not have uh, outrun law enforcement once or twice. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm now I'm an accomplice to something. I don't know if we can. You're definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have no plausible deniability now. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's gone. I took that from you. Yeah. Well, you know, so not to cut off your story, but I, I feel like um, your history of running from law enforcement allegedly um, <laughs> could be a good segue into how you're looking to help law enforcement through social technologies. Because I imagine if local law enforcement had your technology, it'd be much easier for them to keep up with the, the hooligan so, street racing, right? <laughs> I know, right? They'd have to do far less work. Uh, <laughs> well, why don't you tell us how you're you're trying to um, crush the fun of children who are living your youth through your your current company? I'm definitely eliminating future me's. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I'm from the future, going back to the past, eliminating any future me's that are possible. We're destroying <laughs> the earth. 
So I'm doing this one sure. at a time. Um, social technologies, I was inspired, uh, of course, when uh, George Floyd was uh, killed. And I, I was really, really upset. And, and I was tinkering in my little my little uh, bat cave, if you will. And I, I really kind of went on a rant I, by myself. I was just going nuts. And my son comes downstairs and he's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, ah, you don't understand. You, you, you know, it could have been me. It could have been you. It, it's just never going to stop. And my son, I don't know why, he looks at me. He's like 13 years old. He looks at me and he goes, well, why don't you just build something? It's like, build something? Get out of here. You can't just build something to stop systematic racism and then rampant crime through the streets. You'd have to build something like with advanced AI that acted like a mobile camera that responded to incidents and could record on the fly and offer feedback to law enforcement about what they're seeing and what they can't see. You'd have to build an entire infrastructure. You know what? Go upstairs. That gave me an idea. (laughs) (laughs) And don't eat my chicken when you go upstairs either. Uh, (laughs) Which is the most important part of that story because he's still late. Did he really? He's, of course he did. Of course. He's 14. Of course he does. He lives in a refrigerator. Oh, Man, he, doesn't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he doesn't bother going to his room. He's cuddled up next to a plate of chicken in a refrigerator. Might um, as well. Might as well. Why, why take the stairs? That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, Path of least uh, resistance. It, that, the kid's smart. And then he's yeah. wily. That's an old fashioned <laughs> term. He's wily. Wily. <laughs> So as we long decided street to, racing. As long as he's not street racing, I'm yeah. okay with it. We're good. But he's gonna do other things. We decided to help law enforcement out, um, mainly because there, the thought is always they didn't know what was going on. So I had to take a sympathetic view to that. Right? You can't villainize anyone through technology. You have to always uh, have an open mind about what you're building. And who you're building it for. So it was like building this tech for the community. I I had to build it for our law enforcement community as well. So what I came up with was an advanced AI that could listen in on a 911 call, kind of parse it. And it's listening for keywords like gun, knife, murder, all these, all these different violent uh, words. But contemporaneously, it's also... It's also kind of looking at your address. What What's the history of this address? Has there been a history of violence? Have we been out to this address before? And most importantly, is there a history of mental illness at this address? Because as we all know, uh, and studies have shown this, that if you respond with a mental health professional instead of armed militia, somebody might not get shot. And we want to be able to preserve those lives as well. Uh, once our AI makes a determination, pushes that determination to the 911 operator. The system autonomously will dispatch our drone, and the drone gets out there uh, much faster than law enforcement can, gets out to the scene, begins recording only on scene, so there's no surveillance. We record on scene, and uh, we're giving feedback to law enforcement uh, to continuously update them on, on what they're walking into and then we'll record until the situation's over yeah. and then the drone goes back to its nest 
That's it. Yeah. I think it's just so, so cool. And, you know, um, being from Chicago myself, you and I've had this conversation, uh, you know, they're, they're in some parts of the city, they have, um, gunshot trackers, right. And they hear a gunshot mm-hmm. camera turns on a stationary camera. That's always there, always on the corner turns on and starts to, to do surveillance. Um, talk to me about how, how your technology is different and better than that. What? <clears throat> I guess, I guess as, as a CEO, I better say, oh, yeah, we're far better. Because <laughs> now's not a time to be humble. Yeah, it's far better. <laughs> um, I, I think all the other things are half measures, right? Mm-hmm. It, okay, gunshot detection. Great. We know where the gunshot was, but I don't think. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and I'm just going to put it bluntly for your audience yeah. because I, I think audiences get tired of being talked down to and instead of being talked to. Yeah. Um, shooters don't shoot and stay. <laughs> shooters shoot and leave. Yeah. You know, nobody yeah. shoots up. A, you don't, you don't shoot up a street party and go, I'd like some food now. I think yeah. I'm going to grab some meat off that barbecue. You don't do that. Yeah. You know, right. If you're a criminal, you're thinking, oh, I shot someone. I got to get out of here before the police arrive. So a gunshot detection, it's a half measure. Yeah, mm-hmm. we know where the gunshot came, but at the same time, you got 911 calls pouring in. Right. That shooter's long gone. Uh, for a future version of our drone, it, it will have a similar geo-echolocation sensor where we can hear the gunshot, and the drone dispatches itself to that area looking for what I call a social abnormality, meaning, oh, we arrived in this area where the gunshot was heard and we see a lot of people running. Mm -hmm. This is probably where it happened. And and now we're looking for maybe a car driving away erratically. We're we're looking for so little things that you can train. um, And then stationary cameras. That's always a problem in Chicago. Yeah. You're capturing only part of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're capturing one angle with us. You get the entire story from an aerial view, which is why like helicopters are always big, right? Oh, yeah. we got to send out the helicopter, but they're expensive to deploy. They're expensive yeah. to operate. We're, we're cents on the dollar to operate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think um, when I talk with people about technology, they're always quick to uh, become afraid of some of the negative repercussions. Right. And you say, you know, you say drone surveilling criminals and people go, oh, deep state, yeah. big brother, things like that. Yeah. But especially in those areas like Chicago, where I'm, where I'm specifically talking to right now, um, you know, these these cameras are on the corner 24 <laughs> seven. Um, so, you know, when you talk about a drone that can come survey and leave mm-hmm. uh, to me, that's a huge advance in, in the, the community aspect and mm-hmm. the privacy of the community. Um, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of really awesome potential, uh, specifically in, in those situations, but, um, you know, for, for you and I've talked about this before too. Um, I am based in a rural community. Um, a lot of my clients and a lot of people watching this are in rural communities. Talk about the capability of, you know, a large County with maybe just a handful of sheriffs to cover the whole County, how, how they could benefit from, um, having this technology stationed uh, around the county, absolutely. And and for for something like that, I actually have a scenario I'd like to give you. So uh, you have a beautiful rural county, and you got a couple sheriffs, and 
You know, they can't be everywhere at once. You know, they're again, these are human beings. They can't be everywhere at once. So Mrs. Edna, who lives on a particular street, and her cognitive abilities are starting to decline. But we love Miss Edna. Miss Edna's great. <laughs> Miss Edna looks outside of her window and goes, Someone's breaking into my neighbor's house. Someone's in the police. And she calls 911 and then the 911 operator is saying, you know, okay, somebody's breaking in. Yeah, it's a guy across the street. Well, option one would be for you to take your sheriff who may be working another call. He could be eating. You know, he could just be in the bathroom. So he's got to drop something and get out there. With our option, the drone is deployed. It goes out, goes directly to the address, and it looks across the street from Miss Edna. And it's giving automatic feedback to that 911 operator who still has Miss Edna on the phone. And the 911 operator looking at her screen can say, Miss Edna, I don't think you have anything to worry about. See that car the person's driving? Notice that it says Pizza Hut on the side? <laughs> He's delivering pizza. Okay. This already saves your county money. It saves that area money. It saves it time. It stops the embarrassment of all these squad cars coming to a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it just, and all great startups either save you money or they save time or they save lives. Those are the three big ones. Um, so once we're out there, we can record it. It's just a pizza guy. It can leave. We make a note, you know, Miss Edna is suspicious of the pizza guy. Now, let's play that out a different way. Let's say, no, there's a guy really kicking that door in. Mm-hmm. Okay, same thing. We can get out there, provide that feedback, tell Miss Edna to make sure she locks her door while we now dispatch uh, human officers to the scene. Human officers who know exactly what's going on now. Yeah. Guy with green pants, black shirt. He's already made entry into the house. Law enforcement isn't guessing. Once they get there, they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fantastic. I it's, try. So, it's so cool. I try. Yeah. I try. <laughs> well, you're trying hard and you're, and you're doing good work. Um, so speaking of trying hard, one thing I'm starting to ask people as we're interviewing is we're, we're going on live and you can take a minute to really think about this if you need, because I didn't prepare you for this, but what have been some challenges that have forced you to grow in, in specifically in, in this business? Um, you know, everyone talks about entrepreneurship and growing a business and you hear all the good stories you hear about Mark Zuckerberg, right? Um, mm-hmm. People don't talk about those, those challenging moments. So is there anything that comes to mind if that's kind of challenged you to force you to grow? Tons, tons mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, literally, literally tons and tons and tons. And you and I have talked about a, a few of them. Uh, but one thing is. Uh, social media has has created this idea of the overnight success story. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. What I'd raise six hundred million dollars you know, on the back of a napkin. And sure, it does happen. It does. Sure. But uh, but uh, not for every idea. Mm hmm. And when you start, if you're not prepared for the rejection, if you're not prepared for the, hey, this is a great idea, but no. Oh, yeah, I love this idea, but you're too early. It's such a people say, oh, we invested the idea stage. And they they respond with, oh, you're just a little too early. 
Yeah. It could it could be demotivational. Right. Uh, it, you've got to stay the course. So those were some things that I had to get over. Um, yeah. Going from, as you say, the tinkerer, right? Yeah. Going from the tinkerer to, oh man, I'm running a company. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that it's a shift. It's a paradigm shift, right? Because I'm responsible. Yeah, <laughs> I'm responsible. I've never been responsible <laughs> in my life. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, it is. You have power now. I have, I have, I have power. I have power. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, it, it's so those things, just, just the just the growing pains of having a company. Is this the right investor? Is this the right capital? Um, am I releasing the right product at the right time? Does it have the right features? It can be overwhelming. So yeah. um, make sure you, you get a great support system. Uh, join a great accelerator. Like, I, I don't know, uh, the maybe uh, like, uh, God, what is that? The G beta, G beta, yeah, yeah. right off the top of my head, right off the top of my head. Uh, it's a great one, I've heard about it. God, it's a great one. I didn't really think about it. <laughs> the G beta <laughs> program that has so much built into it, and then and you guys have been so helpful and and even offering advice. So, yeah, but it's a lot, it's a loaded question. Like you wake up yeah. every day, be prepared. You got to think to yourself, if you can't do this every day for the next five years, minimum, mm-hmm. don't do it. If yeah. you can't wake up and love it every day, don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, um, you know, what is your, what is your long-term vision, right? In the perfect world, as far as the, the mission and um, the good you can do as a company, what does that look like in 10 years, 20 years? Um, Strategic drink of water. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I had to, oh, that is definitely not water. That is vodka. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's, only, it's only 1030 in Chicago. Right? That's, you're great. It's only 1030 in the morning. I had to get for this interview. <laughs> I had to get loose. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, it will be to go to, to have from being the good guy to the bad guy. I'll be Dr. Evil <laughs> with sharks with laser beams on their heads. I'm going to be that guy. You I, be I, was Tony nice, I know it. Yeah, I was the nice guy. And I'm the evil overlord, you know, running <laughs> things. Need some Avengers level team to oh. stop me. <laughs> so here's, the, here's the beauty of that joke. In 20 years, when your company's public and you're in every major city, someone's going to find this and oh, bring it up and start a conspiracy theory against you. And now I'm going to be involved in a conspiracy theory. So I'm honored to be you're in your conspiracy theory. You're, you're definitely involved. Definitely involved. <laughs> it, it was an entire cabal. It was an entire cabal involved. <laughs> um, actually, I, I what, what I'm aiming for in, in 10 years is for us to become the Samsung of the public safety sector to always okay. push for the great innovative products that make your city smarter and yeah. safer uh, because that's what we're doing, right? With this tech, we're introducing IOT to cities. We're making them smart. So why not keep that ball rolling and, and make and keep making products that, that just make people feel comfortable yeah. At home again. 
Absolutely. That's all I'm hoping. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> that's, I love that. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. No, that, that's fantastic. And I know you're going to do it. And a few sharks We're, and laser beams on their heads. Yeah, a couple laser beams don't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> they try to make dolphins work in the military, right? Surely you can get sharks to work have. in the police force. They have. Yeah. And I need I need you. That way when I do employee valuations, <laughs> you know, open up the shark tank. Open up the shark tank. Nothing like a little tank. fear in the workplace to make people know. Nothing like like a good dose of fear. Yeah. And you gotta do it at like nine in the morning, like as soon as they get in. Well, yeah, 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 it's Shark Tank time. Oh, man. I can't <laughs> wait for this to resurface in 10 years. Can't this wait. is going to be fantastic. That's what it so, is. we normally keep these around 30 minutes. We're at 25 minutes right now. What, um, what would you like to share? Is there anything we haven't touched on that you feel is important to get out? Um, or, you know, maybe tell people how they can find you or, or even who you're looking to connect with. Maybe if someone watching can help connect you with someone, uh, I'll let you kind of take the floor and, and, and close us out with those types of things. Really? You don't say? Yeah. Holly Berry, if you're watching. <laughs> well, no. Hold on. For, for that kind of call out, you need to, you need to be the focus. Hold on. <laughs> Holly Go Barry. for it. Listen, Holly. For years now, you and I have played this cat and mouse thing. I've avoided you and avoided your calls and emails. And you've seen me in the street and you've run away. That's all right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Actually, I'm not kidding. Like, oh, my God. Holly, I'm ready now. I wasn't ready then, but I'm ready now. Sure, you have kids. <laughs> But I have drones. So. But I have drones. We can watch the kids with the drones. I love oh, you, Holly. <laughs> now, that'd be oh, the what? part that gets out. Like, Holly Berry's like, what? why is this weirdo talking to me? Oh, wait, hold on. Is he sending the drones? This is getting this is getting weird. He's sending the drones. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the new publicity leak. Uh, a tech nerd sends drones to follow Holly Berry around. That'd yeah. be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, you guys can find me on social media, Mark Ward at uh, Twitter, twitter.com forward slash social 08. Um, that's really where I'm most active. Find me on LinkedIn, Mark yeah. Ward, M-A-R-C. It makes sure it's with a C, not a K. Mm-hmm. Important. I'm very contemporary. Um, <laughs> but mostly what I'd like to say is our company is out here to do good. As you can tell, I'm a guy who doesn't mind laughing at, at himself or the world, but uh, make sure to be good to each other. And if you are starting a business, be good to yourself and take care of your mental health. And um, let's just do right by people. It, yeah. You know, it, we, we've had enough jerks for a while. So let, yeah. let's try to be good to one another. Absolutely. I love that. Well, Mark, as you know already, you are always welcome to come and chat. Yes. Uh, I have. This is uh, definitely the most fun I've had in a while. So <laughs> you can tell how, how boring my life is. Thank I'm just you, kidding. Vodka. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what was in my two different beverages. But, um, it is Friday. It's Friday. And, you know, the five hundred coming up here in Indiana. So it's all about having a good time. <laughs> but thank you very much. I um, stick around and after I shut down the stream, love to catch up with you offline. But, you got uh, it, brother. 
You got Hopefully it. we'll do this again soon. Hopefully. Let's get it done. For sure. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay.